Welcome to the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The Aggies enjoyed a bounce-back game on Saturday at Kyle Field, a 38-24 win over Ole Miss, and it wasn't always pretty, certainly not a perfect game, but a win and a much-needed one at that, and that's exactly what A&M got. They just needed a win. They needed a snap of two-game skid. They needed to snap that SEC West losing skid, which was seven years and three seven games and three years on the calendar at Kyle Field against the SEC West. This is exactly what they did. They got it done. They racked up 502 yards of offense, including 228 rushing from Travion Williams, a career high 31 carries. Uh, his fourth 200-yard rushing game in an A&M uniform. Quarterback Kellen Mond passed for 236 yards, three touchdowns. He ran in another score. Meanwhile, the Aggie defense was spectacular. Ole Miss is a dynamite offensive attack, and the Aggies held the Rebels to just three points in the second half, scoreless in the first quarter. The Rebels are known for quick strike touchdowns to start games, too. A&M Shut that down as well, and Ole Miss was just one of 11 on third down in the game. Up next, it's UAB coming to Kyle Field, a tricky little out-of-conference game in the G5 ranks. The Blazers dropped football in 2015, revitalized the program in 16, but didn't play. They played last year. This is year two, and in just their second year back, they're in the top 25 of the coaches' poll. The Blazers lead the Conference USA and are sitting at 9-1 and one on the season. And they come in ranked in the top five in basically every major defensive category almost. So third in total defense, fourth in scoring. Certainly won't be a cakewalk for A&M like you probably thought it would be when the schedule came out. But A&M wins because the Blazers can't throw it well. They've gone through a couple of quarterbacks. They can't throw it well enough to exploit the Aggies' weakness on the back end. UAB's number 16 nationally in rushing which is what A&M does extremely well, shut down run games. But the Blazers are 98th in, in, in passing offense right now. So I don't think they'll be able to take advantage of A&M's weakness as a defense. Coming up in the program, we'll look back on the win over the Rebels. We'll dive into the matchup between Texas A&M and UAB. We'll join on the show by former quarterback Jimmy Wright, former A&M defender Justin Dunning, and Lynn Scarborough, who's from Birmingham, works for Lindy's Magazine, and knows a lot about this UAB program, including its history where they almost hired Jimbo Fisher about 11 years ago. So we'll discuss that and much more as we roll along here on the CRM Sports Network. I'm Gabe Bach. You're listening to the Tex Ags Marina White Report. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader Trade-In Marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Black Friday deals. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f- mistake. 
I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. Gallardo crosses the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Welcome back. We're on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report. And we're joined in studio right now for a look back on Ole Miss and the performance of quarterback Kellen Mond, the chief of police, former Bryant-era quarterback, longtime coach Jimmy Wright with us. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Happy well, I'll tell you what's up. Uh, it's that three-letter word, win. And that's exactly what took place that's right. uh, uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock. And uh, uh, I love the way we finished, and I love the way we started. That's Two of the F's that they uh, <clears throat> that they definitely did a fast start, and we held them to zero. Then we got seventeen, held them to three, <clears throat> and that really was the ball game. Yeah, I mean, you held Ole Miss's offense scoreless in the first quarter, so set a good tone. Right. Then you had that bust in there, and then they came back and put together a sustained drive. And after that, zilch offensively, just the three the three points. Uh, you know, a well timed time out there late pretty late in the game when the game was still at hand for both teams and right there in the balance they missed the field goal but A&M made the plays A&M made season saving kind of plays here they made some big plays when it counted yeah and here's another thing Gabe I'm just going to ask you and and under the years when Chavis was here and before him every time we played a game it was over 200 and something yards rushing that the team got against us. Aren't you pleasantly surprised oh, man. that you look at the stats and it's against uh, Ole Miss, 30 rushing plays, 67 yards, 2.2 average. I mean, <clears throat> this is a complete turnaround from seven or six years in the SEC Absolutely, that we watch uh, – not only did we watch the running back set a record all all the time of over 150 yards rushing, but the quarterbacks became Hall of Famers against us all the time. And so, to me, the defense is playing extremely well. Uh, the offense is making two or three turnovers per game that are big turnovers that are magnified because – the other team gets touchdowns. Uh, that was a complete total shock to be on the four-yard line going for a touchdown for A&M, and then 96 yards later, <clears throat> uh, they've got a touchdown. Yeah, That's a complete shock right okay, there. Okay, quarterback coach and a guy who's done a lot. I mean, Jimmy Wright was the first guy to say, oh, this makes sense. Why don't we have our quarterbacks do QB-specific workouts right. versus workout with linemen? Oh, this makes sense. Let's do passing camps in right. the summer. I mean, Jimmy said, "Oh, this makes sense. Let's put four wides out there." What? What? You did some trips formations that yes. nobody else had ever yeah. done before, and some bunches and stacks. Stacked them up in yeah. a high formation out there at Mississippi State. Yeah. So there's just he's. We're talking to an innovative offensive mind here, okay? That's been doing this for a long time. They were throwing 400 yard passing games in Edinburgh, Texas, in the 50s. Okay, 
Jimmy Wright, the blonde bomber down there, right? And in Old Bear, South Texas, Coach, Coach Billy Everybody Cooper. else wanted this guy. Yeah, and so he's been around the game for a long time. So in the mind of the QB, which Pro Football Focus said highest graded quarterback in the SEC this week, ninety point right. two, I think it was. Jimbo said very few mistakes in the game. Uh, he had the two egregious ones though. When you're talking to, Ma, let's talk Mon for a second. Okay. In the mind of a coach, you're in the QB yeah, room it, with number eleven. Right. Take us inside, and you're coaching this guy, Jimmy. Is man, you played a really good game, but these type of mistakes are coming up in every single game, and that could have gotten us beat. What are you telling him right now? <clears throat> What's keep your his t- confidence up because he's still yeah, young. I but- mean, there comes a time, Gabe, whenever you become a real coach because Kellen has got to understand all the areas on the field. And when you get to the red zone or you're backed up, you have to have in your mind that there's ball security. And it's always going to be the three things that everybody – has talked about since Duffy Darty or uh, Homer Norton way back there, mm-hmm. is you cannot mentally run a play on the four-yard line and not put both hands on it when the traffic gets thick and have ball security. <clears throat> You've got to. Every quarterback is told, ball security on the goal line, ball security coming out. Don't get me wrong. You got ball security because you'll see tailbacks. Whenever they have a hole, they hit the hole, and then it, they start getting people around to tackle. They cover the ball up and protect it, correct? Right. That's what the quarterback's got to do, see, which Kellen Mond didn't do. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> there are a lot of yes. things that he doesn't do, and a lot of times it is a mental lapse that he's taken for granted that nothing bad is going to happen. Just like the option, that was a very bad execution. I would have given him nine Fs, really. Oh, you're talking about early Auburn game. I'm talking about the Auburn game on the option. Whenever that fumble, he should have gone gone down that line, and he should have had one thing in common is to make that in, take him, and fake inside, pitch the ball to a runner, and let him carry the ball. Well, he see, pitched it, but he didn't let the he didn't see, he didn't he force the end to decide. He waited too late, yeah, and he was way off the right. line of scrimmage, yeah. and the guy could get either yeah. killing or the tailback. Yeah, the decision to throw early in the Bama game, and I guarantee you, you, you the Coach Kentucky Fisher, fumble late in the game. These moments have to. He's got to cut those not in half. See, by, he's got to eliminate quarters. the big mistake. You and I have talked many times, Gabe, about the fumble in Kentucky. We've talked many times about the fumble or interception in the Alabama game that led. See, these are all things that tack on 7 or 14 points. <clears throat> that that uh, uh, 96-yard run was a 14-point turnaround, see? Right. 7 for us and 7 for them, see? And there are a lot of things that he's done great. Now, I'm going to give you, like, the, the two things that he did bad, everybody's talked about, and y'all did a great job of analyzing it. That's the fumble, and that's the interception. It's 2-2 zone, and when you wait too late, you better throw the ball away. It's, it's that simple because you got a guy low, you got a guy high, and there's a guy down the seam that he missed, which was Sternberger. It's okay. a two-hitch route, and he took six, and, actually. And, and that was an interception because he waited. You cannot – you got to throw – when you say now, you throw on the M, not on the W. See? If you say pass, you throw on the P, not on the S. Sure. You cannot right. wait that late, see. And all of these things have got to be transferred from the brain to the arm and the style of pass. <clears throat> and, and this is not uncommon for even the most talented young quarterbacks, Well, right? I saw NFL quarterbacks do the same thing. Sure. See? I saw NFL quarterbacks. So what he's got to do is erase the two turnovers, and we're sitting here maybe – 10 and 2, 11 and 1. We'll have more with Jimmy Wright on the other side of the break. Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.
listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network, and back in studio with the former quarterback at Texas A&M in the mid-50s, longtime coach, two stops in the SEC at Mississippi State, Tennessee, Jimmy Wright with it. Here's what I put, put out there. Okay. We got a lot of response to it and a lot of a varying answers, probably okay. about five different answers. Who is A&M's best defensive player right now? When you look at not what you thought you thought about the player, but watching this year alone, 2018, who's playing the best football defensively I, in 2018? I can tell you right now. Who is it? Ortora Laka. Bingo. That's what Olin said. I said Kiki Alaka. 1A, uh, 1B. The, the top two is number 42, Ortora Laka. He has really played super against the run. He has done better against the pass. <clears throat> but right now, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be as honest as I can be. Tyrell Dotson and Ortora Laka, number 42. If they would get back a little deeper, on pass coverages, that middle would not be open. Yeah, the and quarterback they, likes to find a tight end right over Dotson's head right. too much. And, they're and, both and, really good against the run. They're, they're great against the run, and they need to improve against the pass coverage. Now, the next guy that's, that's second to a Toralaka as far as team defense is Kingsley Kiki, number eight. And yeah. he has really earned the opportunity to be all-conference, and so is Number 42, Alaka. What have you thought about the insertion of Miles Jones at corner and Larry Pryor at safety? For a couple of guys who've been very inconsistent and Oliver and Tucker, though I don't know how you want to judge talent level, skill, running ability, whatever, but sometimes you judge what happens on the tape on Saturdays. Those two guys have been pretty good. It's very easy for me to – see, I coached defense for eight years uh, there at Texas Tech. Right. And had a safety named Teddy Roberts. You made a dollar a day to coach offense dollar and defense. Dollar a day, man. I'm gonna tell you what, and, <laughs> and and I was I was just glad to have a job. I'll be <laughs> honest right. with you. Anyway, yep. Teddy Roberts was my safety. He had the things that Larry Pryor doesn't do, and that's anticipation of the type of pass thrown to go for the interception and get it. Mm-hmm. Now this kid was a junior college player. And he intercepted 10 passes himself. Wow. 10. Made all conference. They didn't even throw 1964. It very much. Wow. And they threw like 15 to 18, 20 passes a game. If that Holy means. smokes. See, and so what I'm concerned with, I am totally surprised that number 11, Larry Pryor, has played that good at safety. Mm-hmm. Me too. I am totally shocked. He's played really well. He's tackled better. He's tackled better than Tucker or O'Neal. He's he's had better. Uh, whenever the uh, it's a running play, he's taken a better angle to make the tackle, and he's made the tackle. That's right. That's right. He's been sound. And he he's. Uh, I'm not saying that he hadn't given up any deep play. I want to see how he's going to operate on two two zone two two man. And they try to arc it in that spot, and he's got to come over and make the play. Yeah, and help. And help, help on the out. Corner. Right, absolutely. And, and not, be, not get stymied in the middle and then come late, and it's a 35-yard deal. See? Well, we got about a minute. So and get, then the okay, other guy, uh, yeah, Jones, Jones, number 10. I thought that he was in position a lot to bat the ball down for 50-50. He's got to be – more aggressive and make his move quicker when the ball is coming down. Yes. He can't wait. But at least he's in the pocket. At least he's on top of the guy. Right. And he's not sitting there looking at the number running downfield. Yeah, he does turn his head and, and try and, to look and for the that's, ball. And uh, that's why Oliver was benched and Jones is out there. Yes. And Jones and, had started that game. And, they finally brought Renfro and back I and I thought Jones, he played well. Jones had six solo tackles. Zero assists. Which is big for a corner. That means, yes. look, you better make the play or it ain't being made. Look what Oliver did. And he made the tackle. Did, did see? Do. Yeah, right. And, and uh, the, uh, the, uh, both those players are playing much better than you and I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Give and me 30 great. seconds on this UAB okay. matchup. Pretty interesting. They hadn't played really anybody of ilk, but they're playing really good football, okay. UAB. Uh, I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> uh, A&M. 
of the of the they're they're nine and one UAB's nine and one mm-hmm. of the of the teams that you and I uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit. A and M has played Rice. They beat Rice forty two to nothing. A and M has played UTEP. They beat them. A and M has played UTSA. They beat them. Uh, now, in recent the, years, not this year. Yeah, this teams. this year. Yeah, uh, the teams that uh, are the best on the schedule that they played is Southern Miss. They beat. 26-23, and they beat uh, Tulane 31-24. We haven't, we haven't played those teams. Um, uh, they're giving up 260 yards on defense. The quarterback is throwing for 181 yards on offense. They have a runner uh, named Spencer Brown, I believe, that's got 928 yards and 14 TDs. So th- I think they're more of a running team. The quarterback is thrown for only – 1,449 yards in 10 games. I think the score should be somewhere like 38 to 14. That's what I think. That much? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have a tough time getting to the I teams think, because what they don't do well is throw the football. So they I, don't take advantage I of it. I definitely weaker, think weaker point. That, uh, that what they do best is run the ball with right. Spencer Brown and the quarterback. He scored five TDs probably all in the red zone. Yeah, but A&M ought to shut their run game down. And we ought to be good against the run, and the the coverage should have a greater day because he's not that good a passer. Exactly right. See? Yep. And so, to me, uh, we're 14.5-point favorite on the spread, but I think we ought to get in the 30s and keep them in, in 14 or 17 points. Outstanding. Jimmy? You're a national treasure. We appreciate well, you very much. I enjoyed it, and it's our school, and I want all the fans to come out there. You did a great job of coming out for the Ole Miss game, and uh, you really uh, helped the team, uh, I think, start fast, finish fast, and we need to beat UAB and get everybody ready for November the 24th so that we can upset LSU and have a 5-3 and three record and get a good bowl Something that all of us would be proud about. Let's all turn out. That's what I want to see. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright, Justin Dunning on the other side, and we'll flip it to defense. You're listening to the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. At Ulta Beauty, Black Friday is more like Glam Friday with extra glitter. So get ready for eye-catching gifts like dramatic mascaras from Tarte and Urban Decay for only $10 or the All-Stars Kit from MAC for only $20 and magical must-haves like Morphe's Super Soft Makeup Brush Set for half off. That's 100% glam for 50% less. Black Friday is the day to find something for everyone on your nice list, even you. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. 
Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Welcome back. We're on the CRM Sports Network, Texas Maroon and White Report. Gabe Bach with you and in studio right now for a true player's perspective and look at what goes on after wins and losses and a look ahead to UAB a little bit with Justin Dunning, former AM defender, joining me in studio. Who is the best defensive player on the roster? Not by reputation, not by what they've done in their career, but by what they've done in 2018. The here, the now. Who's the best defensive player? Not to get you in trouble with anybody, but who do you think's playing the best football Who's on defense? Who's playing the best right football now? in 2015? 18. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is biased or not, but I, have to, I might have to go with Otaro Alaka. I mean, he's and a, you would be exactly accurate with everyone else. So yeah, now it's a consensus. Okay, yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal this year. I mean, coming into the great. season, yeah, I might have said that Tyrell was the best player in terms of talent, but OT's been he's been phenomenal. I mean, OT's better defending the pass, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. So he's an all around, and he's probably a better blitzer. Absolutely, yeah, he's been eating terribly at home, so I don't know how it's, it's translated <laughs> onto the field. But I mean, he's been phenomenal out there, man. He's been a really a leader for those guys. You live and, with him? Yeah, it's my roommate. Man. No way. Yeah. He so when Dodson comes over to cook, they're coming to your house. Oh, well, Dodson's not cooking it, brother. No, no, no. <laughs> he ain't cooking. But yeah, man, man, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I had a one A one B with him and Kiki. Mm-hmm. The way Kiki's playing, it's hard to mm-hmm. find a dude. I mean, he's playing nose when they go in three line, three exactly. down line. He's playing the three tech. He's playing strong side end. The guy's all over the field. It's hey, it's hard man. to find number eight, and then because he's so skinny, right? And then <laughs> you know, and then he's just making plays. I mean, right. he's dominating the role that they create for him based on where he's aligned, and he knows mm-hmm. every spot on defense on the line. Absolutely, and that's a, that's a plug and play kind of guy. I think as Ooh. a coach, that is what you want—a guy you can plug inside for pass rush downs, yes. a guy you can put outside to stop the run. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. he can he can play either position. You know, he can pass rush yeah. outside as well. And so, I mean, I think that's a guy you really want as a coach. He put down that pizza long enough to lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, put down the wings too, man. In the wings, yeah, the wings, wings and pizza. <laughs> he said he could put down about forty wings at a time, <laughs> hey, t- and that is no exaggeration whatsoever. <laughs> no exaggeration. So, what did you think of the way they played defensively and holding Ole Miss to one of eleven on third down in just three points? I mean, mm-hmm. three point out of the end zone. Ole Miss didn't score a touchdown right. in the first. They scored a point in the first quarter. They didn't score a touchdown in the second half of that game. Right, I was really, really impressed, man, because. The first quarter, I mean, the first half, obviously, they were driving downfield, making all kind of plays, and they had some really, really talented receivers. I mean, uh, A.J. Brown and uh, Lodge. Marcus Lodge, yep. I mean, making all kind of plays. Both had 100 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Quarterback was very talented. He could make a lot of throws. He was, you know, he was mobile. And I think it was just really, really a testament to our defense and how we step up and make adjustments because the second half is what we've been good at all year long, and, and that showed in that game as well. We came out and made some adjustments. And one of 11 on third down – you can win any game on your schedule playing yep. like that on defense. And we saw it where it haunted us versus Mississippi State. We were bad on third down. And it's one of 11 is where we've been good all year long. And if we can continue to play like that, we can win any game on the schedule. Absolutely. I was proud of Miles Jones. I thought, oh, my, yeah. And then Renfro came back because he, he had a really bad game at Mississippi State. He didn't right. play it down in the Auburn game. Right. And then came in after Oliver got burned on the lodge catch mm-hmm. and run, 44 yards for a touchdown. After that, they brought Renfro back in, and Renfro-Jones combination kind of worked. Now, Ole Miss is going to beat you deep a couple of times, right. but I more than held their own, I thought, that combo. Absolutely. Yeah, Ole Miss has guys on scholarship, man. They have guys that are going to make some plays, but I think Miles, and I was a big, big advocate for putting Miles out there. I thought he was a really talented guy. You know, early in the season, he wasn't playing very much, but they're throwing him back out there, let him get some more playing time. I think he's done a really, really good job. And, you know, speaking on Renfro a little bit, you know, we kind of talked about it the other day, but, you know, you kind of take a – when a defensive back takes things personally, and I think it's a kind of a position you have to have that swag, you have to have that confidence to you. And when Renfro came back out there, he was a man on a mission. You know, he had a oh, chip yeah. on his shoulder, and he was ready to prove to everybody he could shut some, shut people down. And so I think he played very, very good when he got back on on the on the field. And you know, hopefully he can continue to have that level of success. And 
So I mean, that Renfro and Miles combination. I love Chuck. You know, Chuck Chuck's got beaten a couple times, but I mean, I love Renfro and Miles and what they're doing right mm-hmm. now. Well, you got to have confidence playing that position. Absolutely. Out there on the island, you have to have confidence. And Oliver's a talented kid. Mm -hmm. He just has to come back with confidence. He'll get another shot this year. Well, he'll probably get a shot coming up on Saturday because of this stupid, (laughs) ridiculous, I don't even think legal, (laughs) challenge by a coach to challenge a targeting. Oh, that's right. I I didn't even know a coach could challenge in the last two minutes. I thought that was booth review only. I don't think that he challenged. I think he he called a timeout, didn't he? And And they, they announced on the field right. that the coach is challenging that there was targeting on the play. Oh, that's right. That's why he said it officially. That's right. They haven't come back and said that it was a misspeak by the referee. So right. I'm I, taking I, their I, word I thought on, the, uh, on Twitter, I thought it said that he called a timeout, and during the timeout, the booth reviewed it by themselves. That's what, that's what I heard officially. Well, that might have been what happened, and that would better explain it. Mm-hmm. But the explanation on the field by the referee is that? coach is challenging that there was targeting on the play. Yeah, you can't, you can't challenge that. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's what Jimbo is just as up. Let's hear that. Here's Jimbo 10, Dalton. Do you have that? Let's play that. Jimbo's as confused as anybody about that whole situation. Now Miles Jones is going to miss the first half of the UAB game. Ridiculous. And that was in the last minute of the game, wasn't it? Yeah. You got it, Dalton? There's a, there's a list. I, if I have to give it to you, I, there's on the back of that card I can <laughs> say. I mean, it's, it's out of bounds, uh, whether laterals or forward passes, drop balls. But the flag, there, there's a list of them right there, things like that. But you cannot, tar- you cannot challenge a targeting. You cannot challenge a targeting the way I understand it. So they said they, but they said they were observing it anyway. So that was my interpretation. So I, I mean, from it. So, but what the way the way he told me, you cannot challenge a targeting. There you go. All right. So give me your hot list on the way out, Justin. Who's one, two, and three heading into UAB coming off Ole Miss? So I'm gonna start with Travion Williams. And Boom. the reason I say Travion, Travion's been so good this year. You talk about big-time games, SEC games. People talk about how he took steps backwards last year. didn't really show up. Well, he's showing up now. He's getting all the touches, and he's been the premier guy in the offense. I think Travion Williams is going to have another big game this week. And if he continues to have big games the rest of the season, there's no limit to, to how many yards he ends up rushing for. And, I mean, just talk about the leader he's been for this offense oh. and the catalyst he's been for moving things along. And when things were not moving along and Travion's busted a big run or he's made a, lot, he's made a big play, it's been phenomenal, man. And I don't know. What the, what, the current record is, what, 1,600? Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. But, I mean, 14-10 is attainable, and that was Johnny, Absolutely. third all-time. Yeah, that 14-10 is attainable. But he's fifth all-time in rushing. Now, I hope like heck he comes back. And if he does, he's going to be about fifteen to 1,700 yards away from the all-time A&M rushing record. Mm-hmm. And I so. think the big stat is his yards per attempt. He's averaging six yards a carry yeah. in the SEC <laughs> against good competition. We play some good defenses. Exactly. That's, that's phenomenal. And we played against guys who knew he was going to get the ball. And so, I mean, I think that's really, really big coming into the game, knowing you have a target on your back and then stepping up to the plate as well. Yeah, what so we're he, looking at right now is one of the best running backs ever at A&M. Absolutely. One of the top ten guys ever absolutely. at Texas A&M. So enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while it lasts, absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. All right, uh, two, number two. So next on my hot list, I'm going to go Jamon Osmond. And the reason I go Jamon is because, I, like we talked about the other day, Jamon, whenever he came back, him and Kellen are roommates. They have that chemistry together. Mm-hmm. You saw him targeting Jamon a couple times during the game. I think that um, <clears throat> that chemistry is allowing Kellen to, to step his game up just a little bit more. And I think you know, when you have a guy that you know you can go to and a guy you know you can trust, I think that's going to elevate your game to the next level. And so hopefully yes. Kellen feeds off his energy this game and has and definitely has another big game. All right, I agree. Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball. Just I want to see this guy have another big game, and that's Daylon Mack. You know, he's already done fantastic this entire season long. Made a couple of plays in the backfield last week. But I want to see this guy step up and make a couple more plays, man, make himself some money. Our thanks to Justin Dunning. We'll take a break. We'll call out to Birmingham, Alabama in advance of A&M and UAB with Lynn Scarborough of the Lindy's Report. Next, you're listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Back with you, it's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we want to go around the SEC and get into the matchup with UAB coming to Kyle Field this weekend, including the history surrounding the Blazers nearly landing Jimbo Fisher as its head coach back in 2007. On the phone line right now with Lynn Scarborough of Lindy's. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing great. 
Doing great. We, uh, we're talking off the air. We've got uh, like 38 degrees, I think, outside here where I am. Yeah, we were 29 this morning, brother. Gee whiz, drizzling rain. I think I saw a uh, a post by Nick Brown or Sean Fox or one of those uh, radio guys in uh, Rushton Monroe. Uh, unless they faked it, they had some snow over there. We had snow yesterday morning for about Holy a smoke. minute and a half. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, well, they, well, they were stunned. This was enough that their ground was white. Oh, wow. Not ours. Yeah. And they, they've been saying we might have a little. I was kind of laughing it off, thinking it was a joke. But, you know, y'all usually send us a, a, like a day earlier what uh, what right. y'all have, we have. So uh, we might be having something. No doubt. UAB is the hometown team of where you live, essentially. So yep. let's get into that a little bit because and maybe dive a little bit more into that, that storyline because there are two big ones. Number one, Jimbo's history, A, with that city because he did win the D3 Heisman at quarterback for Samford. But yep. then, and that's where he got his coaching start under Terry Bowden. And then, but B, nearly got that job back in 2007. And then number two, UAB, I mean, what a story. They didn't have a football team in 2015. And here you go, they got revived in 16. And a couple years later, they're in the top 25 of the coaches' bowl. Yeah, this is only the second year they played. You know, they revived them, but they set out. Right, so, right. You know, last year was their first year. Uh, and then, and then, of course, of course, this season, and uh, Bill Bill Clark is a is a personal friend of mine. Uh, I, I know him well. Uh, I've been covering him for years. Uh, I wrote a column about a month ago that uh, that I know you saw, and and anybody that's in our audience that reads reads my columns on Lindy's website, I wrote it the week after they beat North Texas to basically realize that they're that hey they're in a position to win this thing, and wrote about about Bill Clark and about UAB. I think I think it may be the greatest story in in the modern era of college football. I mean that's a big statement. I understand that, but they're the only program that has been shut down, and the way they were shut down, the fact that the they're part of the University of Alabama system, and the the UAT people were the the, the powers that be at UAT were the ones that really closed down UAB, and for the community to have come back and the local businesses to have come back and basically stood up in the face of that and said, no, this isn't right, for that team to come back. And then, you know, the, the over-under in Las Vegas last year was that they would win two, 2.5 games. Well, they win eight. It's the most they've ever won. They go to a bowl game. Now they're sitting there at 9-1 and one with an inexplicable collapse in the fourth quarter against Charlotte, of all people, or else they'd be 10-0. and 0. Um, And, uh, you know, if they uh, – if they beat Middle Tennessee, it's a good game next week, uh, them in Middle Tennessee at uh, Murfreesboro. But they're in a position to host the championship game and finish in the top 25. And I voted last year. Uh, one, you know, they, they have half a dozen Coach of the Year you know, awards. I, I voted in one of them, and I voted for Bill Clark as National Coach of the Year last year. And uh, I, I, they might lose their next three ball games, and me still vote for him. I think it's just a great story to, to rise, Phoenix rising from the desert. Yeah. Uh, and they not only rose, they rose and are in a position to be a champion and go to back-to-back bowl games. It's a great story. Uh, Texas A&M is better than them. Uh, you got right. you know you got higher-rated people. Uh, you got more quality depth. Uh, A&M should win the game. But this is not a game, uh, uh, Gabe, that A&M can go to sleep on. They uh, they've got UAB is very solid. They're they're among the leading defensive teams in the country. In fact, going into last week's ball game, they were the leading defensive scoring team in the country and they're in the top 10 in a number of defensive categories now there's no question you know they're not playing against uh against alabama and uh and mississippi and auburn and you know so in fairness the quality of competition is not the same right but there's a very yeah. solid defensive team they got a great running back uh, uh i think his name's brown uh so they're yep. they're very solid the history on this thing jimbo uh you know played played uh uh at samford uh, well, like I said, was a star quarterback, coached at Sanford. He's got Alabama ties. He coached at Auburn. Um, got a lot of connect, family connections with Auburn. Um, and, and then he, um, he has an opportunity to get this job and it agreed, had agreed to it. Uh, the word was that they're going to pay him 600000 a year for the first year. And the University of Alabama Board of Trustees, uh, the, the Tuscaloosa people, uh, the board voted it down for the system or else, the, uh, he would have been the coach at, at UAB and may have done well enough that he'd still be the coach at UAB. Now, why would they vote that down? Is it because they were hoping that maybe uh, Jimbo would eventually go to Alabama and be his? I think part. I think Saban's OC. I think that. Yeah. yeah, I think that. I think that absolutely that might have been part of it. Um, coach Bryant, uh, many years ago, uh, made it very public 
that he did not want uh, UAB to, to have a, a big uh, athletic program because he felt like it was going to be in competition with what was going on in Tuscaloosa. And there was a, and when Gene Bartow came to, uh, came to Birmingham and did what he did with UAB after having been at UCLA, then having other, and, and at Memphis, and having other opportunities then to leave, and he chose to stay in Birmingham and built that program. UAB basketball plays in Bartow Arena. You know, he had them as a nationally ranked team a number of times. And, um, and that did not, uh, that, that was not what Coach Bryant wanted, wanted to happen. And the people that followed Coach Bryant kept that uh, same situation. Uh, Coach Sanderson, who's, again, Wimp's a good friend of mine. Uh, he and Coach Bartow were, <laughs> were, to say they weren't close is an understatement. Um, there's been a lot of, of, of jealousy and, and, I mean, it's, it's hard to understand, honestly, Gabe, because Alabama is on a, a different tier from UAB, and I don't know why they would have ever viewed them as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just been that within the system. Uh, and, and at that time, they did not want, uh, you know, financially, they said we can't afford to, to have that kind of money uh, going out, even though it was only $600,000, which, which that doesn't sound like much now, but back then that was a lot of money. Um, and so they just didn't let it happen. And so uh, Jimbo then, you know, everybody knows the history on that. He leaves and goes, becomes a coach in, coach in yep. waiting, if you want, you know, whatever it is. It works out great for Jimbo. But, oh, oh, absolutely. It worked out. And, and in fairness, it worked out pretty good for UAB because look where they sit right now. You know, they're, they're, they're in the catbird seat in Conference USA. Um, uh, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think Bill is going to have opportunities with vacancies that are coming up in coaching. People are going to go after Bill. Yep. But I, I'll yes. be very surprised if he takes the job. They've got, they've got a, new, uh, a new stadium approved. Uh, I think one day uh, they'll be playing on uh, Bill Clark Field, just like they play in Gene Bartow Arena. Uh, Bill Clark's in a position to become the, the Gene Bartow of UAB football. And anybody in our audience that's familiar with Birmingham understands the significance of that. And uh, it's, a real, it's a real testament uh, to, to what he's done, that he can go to, go to Texas A&M. And, I mean, chances are, I mean, they're going to lose the game. I mean, unless, unless Texas A&M just really, really stumbles. But the fact that they're bringing a competitive team uh, to play in College Station is a real, tri- a real tribute to Absolutely. them. Absolutely, yes. And, uh, and I think it's a, it's a great thing uh, that they're going to have that game. And, uh, and, and if hey, UAB fans that go get to see the, all of the, the pageantry and tradition that goes along with Aggie football. It's going to be fun. Lynn, thank you so much, as always, for the time, especially the history on that. I think that definitely something we wanted to highlight here this morning for our listeners. Sounds good, man. Talk with you soon. All right. That's Lynn Scarborough of Lindy's. He's a Birmingham guy through and through. So we'll talk anything history, sports in Birmingham, Culture in Birmingham, civil rights in Birmingham, you name it, the guy lived through it. Our thanks to Lindy's Lynn Scarborough. We'll take a timeout. There are not very many SEC versus SEC games, but we'll get into them real quick. We'll hit our keys to the game for A&M against UAB and pick this game in our final segment coming up next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I'm going to tell you a story about how the drug war in Mexico began. And who was boss? Only on Netflix. Miguel Felix Gallardo. Drug kingpin of Guadalajara. We take out Felix, we cripple the Mexican drug trade. Witness the birth of Mexico's drug war. Gotta take down the ones calling the shots. It's time to take the gloves off. 
Barrett across the DEA for the last time tonight. Narcos Mexico, now streaming on Netflix. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th-gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top-brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800 by dell for more Black Friday deals. Wherever you are this giving season, there's no better way to say Happy Holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And right now, you can get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. There are hundreds of our newest card designs to choose from. Or give a year's worth of joy by personalizing calendars full of unforgettable pictures. So get merry, get jolly, get 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code HOLIDAY. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Welcome back to the final segment of the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's run down SEC versus SEC games this weekend. And it's the annual clunker week, as I've been calling it, in the SEC. And a lot of out-of-state money games, guarantee games, just looking for that you know, walk in the park prior to rivalry week. It won't be the case in terms of the walk in the park part of it with UAB coming to Kyle Field, though I think a wins that game relatively handily. But it's a little bit of a challenge where if you're not ready to play, they could give you a a three- or four-quarter football game. We'll dive into that in a minute. But first, three league games going on right now uh, this weekend. Arkansas, 2-8, and 0-6 oh in league play at number 16, Mississippi State. 6-4, and 2-4 and four in SEC play. And it's 11 o'clock at Davis-Wade Stadium on ESPN. And Mississippi State, at the time of this recording, favored by 20 points. 20 points at home against Arkansas. And tw- I-, I had them at, tw- at number 16, that's in one of the polls, but they're in the CFP poll has them at 21. So if you want to go with it, the official poll that we're all using, 21 in the college football playoff poll. I, I must say Arkansas on the points here. Just 20 seems like a lot. Uh, I John Chavis's defense, what they did last week to a, a one-dimensional offensive attack. Fitzgerald's much better than than uh, Burrow, but Burrow can actually throw it better than Fitzgerald. And they've got a bunch of experienced players on defense at Arkansas, and that was a seven-point game. So I know it's you're going on the road now, but I, I'm right on the fence on this. You know, Vegas does these numbers for a reason, and they're really good at it. I'm, I think Mississippi State wins the game going away, but 20 seems like a lot. I'll go Arkansas on the points. Missouri at six and four, two and four at Tennessee, five and five. They need this win. They need to beat Vander, but well, one of the two to get bowl eligible. Tennessee in year one under Jeremy Pruitt. It's been a nice back half of the football season when they look down and out. And it's at Neyland Stadium. It's on CBS. It's on coast-to-coast broadcast. And still probably nobody's watching that one. It's not a great matchup. But 2.30, Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. Missouri favored by 5.5. I think this is a four-quarter game. I could definitely see Missouri with its offense, scoring late, put it away, maybe even winning by 10 maybe even winning by 14, but it still felt like, man, that was a tight football game. But I definitely think Missouri wins the game with their offense. I like their run game a lot. You know, these guys are going over 100 a lot with Roundtree and Demari A. Crockett. Pretty good pass attack. Love their quarterback, especially in the, against the SEC East. They're pretty good against these defenses. Drew Locke. Give me Drew Locke on the road. Missouri covers the spread. Ole Miss at 5-5, five and 1-5 five, and five in the league. They cannot go to a bowl because of the last year of the sanctions. They're at Vanderbilt, who needs to win on Saturday against the Rebels and then beat Tennessee. And I think that game's in both these games are in Nashville, I think, the last two weeks. Vanderbilt is four and six, one and five in SEC play. It's at six thirty at Vanderbilt Stadium, SEC Network. Our man Cole Kublik, who's on this show a lot, will be there on the sidelines. Tom Hart and, and Jordan Rogers as well. Vandy a home favorite by two and a half. I'm gonna go Ole Miss to win the game. Give me Ole Miss in the points. I like their offense a lot. I don't love Andy's defense this year. They got pieces, and and Derek Mason definitely knows what he's doing. Um, I'm going to go Ole Miss. I think it's a relatively tight game, but I think I think the Rebels win this game on the road. And that brings us to UAB at nine and one against Texas A and M. Six and four. Six o'clock at Kyle Field, ESPN two. A and M a home favorite by fifteen and a half, and I think the Aggies win the game and cover that spread, not by a large margin. 
but I think they cover that spread. The keys for me for the Aggies to win this game going away is, number one, run the football. Establish it. Establish it against a team that's coming in red hot defensively, but they have not yet experienced at all. They didn't have an early season Power 5 kind of game. They have not experienced the size, strength, athleticism, quickness, and speed of an SEC team. So establish that off right off the top with Travion Williams. Get Jay Sean Corbin involved as well. Get a little two-back going. Kellen Mond's legs as well. Go, get them on the ground from the start. Wear on UAB with the ground game and then tire them out as it goes along. I think the Aggies could have a really big day rushing the football. Number two, get Jamon Osborne rolling in the passing game. I mean, build that timing between he and Mond. They've got great chemistry. They played high school ball together. And really, Mond got off the mat as a passer late second quarter after the Kiki fumble recovery. And that really got him going uh, in the passing game, the connection between Mond and Osborne. And that'll open up everything for every everybody else. Number three, you got to protect protect Kellen. Give him time against the nation's number one defense in sacks. They get after the quarterback, but you're more talented than them. That's why you play at AM and they play at UAB. And they didn't have football two years ago. And this is a wonderful story. But block the, block these guys. They really can get after the quarterback at their level. Block them. You know, and AM struggled early this year against uh, the likes of Northwestern State and UL Monroe of blocking uh, undersized guys with a chip on their shoulder. These guys are coming in the same way. Number four, defensively, slow down Spencer. Slow down Spencer Brown. He's close to 1,000 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns this season. The number one offensive weapon on the Blazers team by far, offensively, by a mile. A&M has shut down every running back on the schedule to date. There's no reason to me why this week wouldn't be any different, in my opinion. Number five, find a way to get into the backfield. Make some plays behind the line of scrimmage. UAB is 12th nationally in sacks. They're 15th in, ta- in sacks allowed. They're 15th nationally in tackles for loss allowed. They don't allow you to play on their side of the football. A&M needs to bring pressure and force the action at the line of scrimmage. Number six, build upon last week's semi-successful performance in the secondary. And they really... They didn't rise up and shut down Ole Miss's passing attack. They still got over for some big plays. But it was a darn successful uh, performance based on the track record to date for the A&M defensive backfield and what Ole Miss can do offensively. So pretty good day, all things considered. Go out and shut down a very mediocre passing game because that's what UAB is. They run it. They stop the run. They play good defense. They don't throw it very well. So you got a talent edge. Now go play that way. I think A&M wins this game, covers 15-and-a-half. I'll go A&M 27, UAB 10. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Texas Marina White Report. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, to Justin Dunning, to Lynn Scarborough. Lindy's our producer, Dalton Hughes. Next week we'll look back on the game against UAB and look ahead to that big post-Thanksgiving day. Saturday after Thanksgiving, Week 12 battle. A&M and LSU at Kyle Field. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Have a good one. I'm Gabe Bach.